Hello and welcome to Elwit Talks, the first podcast about destination weddings in Greece. My name is Sania, the founder of Elwit Magazine, and I will be your host today. Join me in this new episode where we talk with Renee Sabo. Renee is a Boston-based destination wedding planner. She is the owner and lead wedding consultant of Urban Soiree, an award-winning company delivering elevated and romantic celebrations through full-service wedding planning and design for couples on the East Coast and destinations worldwide. Urban Soiree has earned numerous accolades, including being named as the Best of Boston in 2020, Best IRL Wedding Planner by Boston Magazine. Renee was also recognized as Ilea's Boston's Top Wedding Planner in 2019 and has ranked in Wedding Wire's Couples' Choice Awards for three consecutive years since opening her doors. Among others, she is also podcast host of the Confetti Hour for Wedding Professionals and president of International Live Events Association of Boston. In her spare time, you can often find her sipping on bubbly and oysters with her friends, exploring the charm of New England or traveling to far-flung destinations, seeking out new cultures and design inspirations. In this episode, you can get to know Renee and her story. We dive deep in planning, coordination, design and event management and how these steps can help you create a seamless wedding day. Now, let's get started. Hello, Renee. I'm so happy to have you on Elwood Talks and it's so exciting, actually. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. So you're actually from Boston, from the States, yeah. and uh, you're based there and planning uh, mainly weddings in the States, but you also do some destination weddings, yes, right? Yes, I do. Yep. I am. I'm here on the East Coast okay. in the in the States, but uh, that's actually kind of been the perk is that I can easily travel, you know, coast to coast or um, come across the pond as as some of my friends will say. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. amazing. So tell me a little bit more how you got to be a wedding planner and uh, what led you to this uh, career yeah, path? Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like I have a little cliche of a story in the sense that I kind of always wanted to be in the world of weddings. My, oh, yeah, it's, amazing. it's, I find rare in the industry because the weddings yeah. and events were not, you know, it doesn't have as long a history as other industries. So, um, and, and that mm -hmm. was kind of the case. So my mom, she actually hired a day of wedding planner for her wedding. I grew up in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. So um, I wasn't originally mm -hmm. from Boston, but I, it was amazing. I mean, my parents, my mom remarried and had a 300 person wedding in this gorgeous ballroom and I was in high school. And so I was very in tune with mm -hmm. the details and I had so much fun helping her kind of plan and then getting to meet the coordinator that she hired. Um, her name was Bridget. Mm -hmm. She's still in business and she's wonderful. And um, I, she let me shadow her business for a day and it, it really stuck with me, which was it's amazing how someone can kind of lend their hand out and not even realize how that affects someone's life, you know? Um, so I'm really grateful yeah. for that. And so even when going to college, I always kind of moved into the, like the event planning. I wanted to be somewhat involved with events. It wasn't a major in college here that it wasn't as common. There weren't hospitality mm -hmm. programs or anything like that. So, yeah. um, 
which is kind of crazy because now there's so many opportunities at colleges, but, uh, yeah, so I actually went into PR and, uh, marketing. I did strategic communications and the reason I did that, oh, yeah, great. it was really great because I got to do, yeah. I got to learn a little bit about events for companies and, Mm -hmm. um, on the marketing side of things. And so they guided me to an internship with a local chamber of commerce and I, you know, did event planning internships. And then eventually when I graduated, mm -hmm. I was able to start working at a rental company. So doing chairs and linens mm -hmm. and, you know, I just kept kind of going through all these entry level jobs to figure out what I wanted to do. But I, continuously kept thinking I really want to be on the wedding planning side of things so yeah that it's a long journey that's <laughs> yeah, awesome it's so long. <laughs> I think it was great because it allowed me to get different experiences in different facets of the industry mm -hmm. but uh it mm -hmm. was very organic and I'm, I'm really just grateful to all the mentors over the years because I just I tried anything and everything you know I worked at a venue uh yeah. hotel I worked at the New England Aquarium here in Boston as a catering mm -hmm. manager and they execute like 40 to 60 weddings a year so it was a mm -hmm. it was a big experience for me we had we dealt with a lot of clients coming from out of town or out of country mm -hmm. to host their wedding because there's this beautiful tent on the waterfront there and it's right mm -hmm. in the heart of Boston. So it's really picturesque. And yeah, it was just an amazing experience. Um, I, I also worked for two luxury wedding planners here in New England. And that that really mm -hmm. solidified. I knew which route I wanted to go. And working for them was incredible. So I did destination weddings with them. I also planned mm -hmm. several New England weddings. So here in New England, uh, Boston, we, on Massachusetts, we neighbor so many different states. So destinations is like very common here because we, we say that a lot because mm -hmm, we're in Vermont, mm -hmm. we're in, you know, Maine, New Hampshire, mm -hmm. Rhode Island, Connecticut, New York city, DC, like you just go down the coast on the East mm -hmm. coast. And, uh, it just felt normal to me because that's what my, my other planning firms were doing. And so, yeah. And then I took, I did go to a venue, like I said, in between working for those two planners, um, because I wanted to make sure before I started my company that that's what I wanted uh, because I was, I was newly yeah. married myself. I was a young, um, I, I mean, I was only like 27 or something like that. And this was about five years ago. So it's mm -hmm. still, it's still, you know, a younger business. And I just didn't want to dive in because, mm -hmm. I, unless I knew it was exactly what I wanted because I knew once I did that this is going to be my forever, you know, job. So yeah. yeah and I, yeah. I did and I never looked back. <laughs> so it's been a great, that's an years. amazing yeah. story. <laughs> yeah. And you had so much experience. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't even realize it at <laughs> the time though. I just feel really fortunate that I was, I was kind of in that age group where people went to college and events started mm -hmm. to seem like an industry. I, I remember my parents were worried yeah. about it for a while. They said, that's not, that may yeah. not be a real job. And um, they actually, yeah, how I got yeah. to Boston, I guess I skipped over that, but I, um, <laughs> my parents, everyone was not worried. They, my parents have always, uh, they're all entrepreneurs, which is something I really admire about mm -hmm. them. They're the hardest working people. Yeah. And, but my mom wanted to make sure that if this didn't work out, that I was set up for success. Mm -hmm. And so they actually, um, mm -hmm. I came to Boston to go to grad school and get my business degree. So I have my MBA and that oh, was, wow. um, 
that was hard because I didn't want to go, honestly. But my mom's right. Mom's always right. <laughs> yeah, and, right. But oh my god, helping with my business. So I, it, it was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like all of us creatives here in this industry, we all like need a little bit of this business yes. degree. Like, yeah. uh, this is the main thing that it's missing from my from my I side. Agree. Like, I really want to do business courses and okay marketing and these things you pick up but you know business is something different yeah. like if you're not wired for that it's so difficult to learn <laughs> and as you said you yeah. didn't want to go and even going to get my even having yeah. my MBA I I took they mm -hmm. only let you minor in entrepreneurship so I did that knowing I wanted to have my own business one day but I don't I don't remember a lot of it sticking, honestly. So the last like four or mm -hmm. five years have definitely been a roller coaster learning how to be a strong business owner because mm -hmm. it's, it's mm -hmm. not enough just to plan pretty weddings. Uh, there's so much that goes into customer service and the logistics of events. And then on top of it, you have to worry about the yeah. business and accounting and marketing. And um, it's just exactly. so much. <laughs> it's yeah. not, not impossible, <laughs> but uh, I, I definitely... I continue to invest in educate like creative education from people that mm -hmm. I look up to mm -hmm. uh, or conferences. Um, I'm on the board of ILEA Boston, which is, I'm not sure if they have a chapter mm -hmm. in Greece. Um, it's the international live Events so. association, yeah. but I know we do have European Maybe chapter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they've been huge in terms yeah. of just continuing my education in the industry. And they bring in a lot of people to talk about, contracts or you know running a business and I think mm -hmm. it's a huge resource mm -hmm. I don't think you sh should ever stop learning you know because it just it doesn't stop changing yeah. <laughs> so. yes absolutely and there's always something new and something is evolving yeah. and even the new apps you know that are helping with the business Literally. side especially yeah, for us there's always like a new <laughs> software a new person pitching me for an advertisement yeah. I'm like who are you? <laughs> but then they turn out to be this huge resource. And I'm, I just will never say no. I'll always yeah, want to hear about things and uh, continue to evolve mm -hmm. because um, I think we have to with the line of work that we're in, like our couples, mm -hmm. I hate to say this, but I continue to get older. My clients continue to get younger. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you always have to keep watching that and and be able to relate absolutely and implement things that they want I'm so glad yeah. you said that yeah mm -hmm. yeah we are not aware of that you know like we're not aware that we are no. getting older yeah, and our <laughs> because we are in the business of you know yeah. marriage <laughs> You know, our our generations might have already been married, you know, maybe forever. I, know, I feel, so, yeah, I always joke to my husband and I say, I feel like I'm in my prime because we are, we're celebrating our five-year wedding anniversary. So we, yeah, so I basically started my company right after we got married. So that was a lot to yeah. go through together as a couple the last few years. And, um, mm -hmm. but I always just laugh because <laughs> I, I just kind of say like, you know, <laughs> Uh, I'm just getting older, but I'm in my prime right now because I feel like I'm still yeah. five years in to be married. I'm in my thirties. I can relate still. Um, mm -hmm. but it's definitely a fear of mine as I continue to navigate my career, how, like, will my clientele mm -hmm. shift or how is this going to affect, mm -hmm. you know, who I serve? But I think 
there's just so many incredible planners to look up to that have really paved the way Mm -hmm. for our industry. And so I kind of Mm -hmm. am really staying tuned to that and seeing how they've pivoted and grown their teams. And, um, you know, a lot of that is destination work because a lot of couples with Mm -hmm. destination weddings, um, they really respect and value a service like mine where it's just so logistically Mm -hmm. heavy and, um, you know, it's, it's a whole nother ball game, I would say. <laughs> so yeah, it's been fun yeah, to evolve absolutely. that over the years. And I, I'm excited to see where it goes. It, you'll never be doing the same thing. You'll never do the same type of wedding mm-hmm. or the same work with the same clients year after year, which is the exciting part of my job, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's why I always ask in every podcast, like, what are the trends that yeah. you're seeing that are picking up in the wedding industry? Because, you know, things are always changing. And from each different um, vendor or professional, there's like an always a little bit of a different view, right. point view of the things that, uh, yeah, the thing, the trends that they see picking up, you know. So, as you said, like, our couples are, I mean, yeah. your couples, uh, yeah, so our couples, I guess, uh, are <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> are off, are changing and are you know they are and trends are evolving with yeah, them. I would absolutely. say absolutely. I mean, I see so many trends year after year, and then I see a lot of things that I think people think are trends, but they've been around for years. So mm. um, it's mm-hmm. I, it's been nice to see some come back as well. I mean, for a period of time, people were not doing wedding cakes, for instance, and I've been seeing. Uh, wedding cakes kind of come back now. Um, and it has to be the right fit for the right client if they like wedding cake. But um, mm-hmm. it's a, mm-hmm. I think wedding cake is like a symbol of a traditional wedding. And I can see some people valuing um, that formality and, and what they've always dreamt of over the years and to bring, you know, certain milestones and moments into the day that they've thought about, you know, some girls ever since childhood, um, I think is really, is really nice to see. It's almost like, um, it is, it's like a trend coming back, but it's also, um, they're finding ways to twist it a little, you know, like I've had some brides decorate the wedding cake with a similar lace that's on their wedding gown and the lace may have been from her grandma. And so there's just so many ways to make it special, mm. um, getting more into like watercolors mm. on, on cakes and, and making them feel a little more modern. It's, it's just like a modern take on a traditional, um, experience at a wedding so that's been really fun to see that trend and um I think some of the trends that I see you know moving forward or people are getting back into linen which I'm excited about it's kind of like wallpaper Mm -hmm. people are excited again about wallpaper uh we went from farm (laughs) tables to linen and I for me linen's never been out of style I just think there's nothing uh, you know, prettier than sitting down at a table that has a little bit of charm and characteristic. Mm-hmm. So, um, and farm mm-hmm. tables are, I don't think going anywhere for a while. I think that they suit a certain need for different venues and they can be really elegant yeah. in their own ways. So yeah, there, mm-hmm. it's been fun to see some of the trends colors coming back a little bit more. Uh, I, yeah. I see people leaning into finding a way to use color, but in a still elegant way, I think, I think there's a delicate balance mm-hmm. with using bold colors, but I really love when people are open mm-hmm. to it <laughs> because there's a ton of yeah. weddings with white, blush, and green. And, and don't get me wrong, I will forever yes. be, you, you, they'll laugh if they look at my Instagram <laughs> and all blush and white because I, I find that classic, but I like finding ways to put a yeah. modern twist to it because 
think it, people mm-hmm. can sometimes be afraid to put some personality into their wedding design. And mm-hmm. I would say that that's mm-hmm. what's going to make you look back and cherish what you did is the fact that it reminds you exactly of what, yeah. you, uh, what meant a lot to you. So, yeah, I, th- I think there's so many mm-hmm. trends always every year. Yeah. And I think, as you said, like the more personal events, personal weddings are uh, maybe now more in fashion lately because um, I believe that couples want to express who they are as a couple and their story and what is dear to them. Like, as you said, a little, I don't know, maybe grandmother's yeah. lace or something like that or eco-consciousness yeah. or whatever, you know, they are yeah. all about. That's yeah. Like so I think that's yeah. picking up more. I love what you say about mm-hmm. fashion because that's come such a, that that always evolves, I feel like. We're always kind of watching what fashion is. Mm-hmm. But I work with, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of clients who, they're very chic. They, they have great style. They, mm-hmm. um, if they, they either live in new England and they're planning a destination event or vice versa, they live in another major city and they're planning a wedding and going mm-hmm. to another wedding. And, and the reason they plan these celebrations is because, because they love the culture, they have a tie to it somehow. Um, and I think it, yeah. I think exactly. that their personalities that it shows in their style too, and their gowns. And I think we're seeing just some of the most, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. fabulous, like creative gowns coming, you know, more and more every year. It's, it's really yeah. incredible to see some, I'm, my jaw drops whenever I see the gowns that my brides pick out because they are just so beautiful oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's cool to see the industry, yeah. how many different designers there are. And um, they're making these options comfortable and easy for brides mm-hmm. to adapt to I remember when pockets became mm-hmm. a big thing a few years ago yeah those are I don't think oh, yeah. that will go anywhere everyone wants pockets okay. in their wedding gowns <laughs> but yeah. you don't know there's any pockets they're you never so know cool. it doesn't show so um, unless they want it to show mm-hmm. so but I've seen you know brides leaning into yeah. such beautiful delicate like you know more modern bows or more chic mm-hmm. um Mm-hmm. applique like mm-hmm. all over the dress and some different patterns and it's just really fun it's really great to see and it, it honestly carries through to the wedding That's so design as well I always ask my clients for their a, a picture of their dress because um, it gives me a really good yes. sense of their style and their personality based on what they've picked out so it, it absolutely mm-hmm. carries through to the wedding day too yeah, absolutely. The style of the dress, it's so important to fit with the overall design of their event and also venue. Like, for instance, you wouldn't want to wear, uh, I don't know, a rustic dress to a chic, yeah. <laughs> elegant I venue, maybe. I that of my clients, right? too, because I think they sometimes, you know, some brides, they get that right off the bat and they know they're looking for a gown to suit the formality of the venue and the occasion mm-hmm. um but some of them just fall in love with the dress and then we plan the wedding around that <laughs> so mm-hmm. and that's fine too, yes. because, like I said it, it, it whatever gown that they are selecting it really does uh show their personality and so that should carry through to the venue and things like that uh, I have like a funny quick story but like when I got married um I was like my <laughs> yeah. my cousin's actually a bridal um gown designer she lives in Vancouver BC and um her name's Joanna Amazing. Delaney she's incredible but I picked out this dress I was getting yeah. married in January in Boston and I picked out this dress that would have been somewhere in the Caribbean it was like <laughs> it was it, it was like a halter <laughs> um very modern uh but I was going to freeze in Boston I don't know what I was thinking and we oh, she, yeah. 
Yeah, you I should have came oh, to me. I would have loved that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was just really funny because my, I was lucky that it was my cousin because I think she was able to say to me a little more honestly mm-hmm. than actually I think any bridal boutique would have said this mm-hmm. to me. But she was like, it doesn't fit with the style wedding you're having. Maybe we could come up with wait, like take the reasons you love this dress and find ways to make it a little more fitting Uh with your celebration and I'm so glad that we did because it would have looked so weird yeah (laughs) and yeah I would have froze wow that's (laughs) a great advice yeah yeah that's a great advice to take the aspects of the dress that you love and to fit it in your actual design of the dress you know of the venue and everything yeah that's amazing everything I I, the one thing I try to remind couples Mm -hmm. all the time is that there's not going to be a photo online that is your exact wedding. And you don't want that to be the case because you want your wedding to be unique. And exactly, and yeah. there's things from different photos that will pull. Maybe you like this flower and this bouquet, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we want to create something mm-hmm. that is original. And, and to me that, that is across any budget, mm-hmm. any destination, anywhere you go. I, th- I don't think that, mm-hmm. um, people should be afraid to personalize and customize it it, there are ways to incorporate that across all types of weddings so yeah that's definitely like happy our conversation led us to that a little bit because I um I just think it's important (laughs) I I I always want every wedding to basically just feel like my client and um to be a little unique to them Mm -hmm. you know yeah exactly and I think this is where wedding planners can actually shine the most okay yeah, despite yeah. the logistics and all of these things uh, okay before but uh, also yeah. this the guidance you know the, the wedding planner should be able to guide the bride into the correct decision and correct direction that she wants to go yeah, to I guess yeah, something definitely. Like I was also th- I mean obviously a current trend too I was just thinking that we've seen obviously is a shift to more intimate guest counts. And um, I was going to say that that actually allows a lot of our mm-hmm. clients and, and then couples to invest a little more into those details because it's, it's, you yes. know, the budgets are being reworked a little bit. Hosting a 250 person wedding mm-hmm. isn't really what's happening right now, but at the end mm-hmm. of the day, they still want to make it special. It's a lot easier mm-hmm. to invest in customizations uh, when it's a smaller mm-hmm. guest count uh, always. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And to really make it count, you know, like really make the wedding of the dreams of the all of the things that they were thinking and maybe and to invest in, uh, as you said, if smaller guest count means less, you know, less spendage on some certain things, but they can maybe invest into things like better yeah. entertainment for guests or something more unique. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or like fun. a multi-course <laughs> dinner experience that you wouldn't be able to do for a large guest count. But if, if mm-hmm. the client um, is a big, you yeah. know, loves fine dining or restaurant, like that experience, you can kind of pull yeah. that in a little bit more. Um, whereas a larger wedding, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be able to service something that easily. It can be done, but your timeline's going to be long. <laughs> but to serve a smaller guest count, it can be so doable. Exactly. So. And your events oh, are so you. beautiful, I must say, and uh, I would say more yeah. <laughs> fine art aesthetics. So let's talk about more about this. How do you deal with planning, coordination and design and event management? What are these steps that uh, yeah, create really a seamless wedding day? Because I think that people dive into wedding planning and we forget sometimes that I, I think well, I'll, re- I'll rephrase that. I think that it's hard not to dive in and want to do everything right at once, you know, like you get so excited and 
Um, on the mm -hmm. flip side, it's also hard to know where to start. That's the biggest question I always get asked in my inquiry calls, mm -hmm. you know, yes. we don't even know where to start. I'm like, I know, I've, I honestly, I do mm -hmm. find that it is overwhelming for couples. And so I, I really wanted the process with my business and my clients and, and even the resources I get to put out on my blog for other couples that maybe I don't get to work with, but if it can help anyone, I, I think that there, there has to be strategy behind planning a wedding. And, and I look at a wedding and an event very much like a project management, you know, we're managing the scope of a project and, there, you're not going to do everything for that project within the first week. You know, this has to be a long-term mm -hmm. planning process. So um, the way that I suggest people break it up is kind of start with you know, the planning and then move into design and then move into coordinating all the little logistics and the final details. And then of course the day of the wedding would be your execution. And what does that look like with your vendor team or your family? Because I'm very cognizant that every client has a different, you know, scope, they have a different location, a different budget, a different type of wedding. But if you kind of follow suit with these like phases is what I call them, um, it will keep you a little more sane during the process. And um, I think that it allows you not to miss any of the fine details. Honestly, it's there's it's a very, very intricate process. There's a lot of little details, um, no matter what type of wedding. And then when you add destination weddings into the mix, there's even more intricacies with travel and, you know, ensuring your yeah. guests have a great experience from the moment they land, you know? So, yeah. So that's kind of a big overview, but like with planning the first, the first phase, I'll say, I always suggest kind of, obviously budget is number one for me and it's not the, the cutest, it's not the most fun part of the planning process. And I know that, but do a lot of research yeah. in the, in your area where you're hoping to get married. Um, asking past friends and, and other couples is always helpful, but I think also keep in mind that everyone's weddings are so different. So that's, that. I wouldn't only mm -hmm. do that. You know, mm -hmm. I wouldn't look to one friend and say, well, they spent this on their wedding. So that's what we're going to spend. I, it doesn't unfortunately work like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think like doing your research, yeah. reaching out to venues, go tour venues, see what you're liking. Um, try not to get swept up, you know, overnight to make a decision because what you select for your venue and catering really sets your budget and the tone for the rest to come. And so, um, I, mm -hmm. I you know, it's, it's easy to mm -hmm. fall in love with a space, but if you, at the end of the day, don't have that budget to kind of do a whole wedding there, I think it's unfortunately something people mm -hmm. discover after they book a venue. <laughs> so, um, but I think, mm -hmm. yeah, so those are kind yeah. of like big first steps and, and really leaning into reputable like sources online. Um, brides.com is a great resource. Any, mm -hmm. you know, wedding planner in that local area mm -hmm. that's putting out blog posts or de destination weddings, I would lean into those mm -hmm. types of resources for building your budget. Um, some people even mm -hmm. uh, offer consultation mm -hmm. on budgets. So it's really an important step because then once mm -hmm. you discover what makes sense in the market that you're that they're looking to host to that you're looking to host a wedding, then you can have fun with the planning because you know what your budget mm -hmm. is and you know where you're going with it, you know? So, um, that's definitely a big part of my first step. And then yeah. the other side of planning those first things would be 
you know, setting up your wedding website once you have your venue and um, starting, say, the dates. And I always say booking the vendors that only take on one wedding a day or a weekend. So that's going to be your photographer, Mm -hmm. your videographer, your, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, there's so many, right? (laughs) Your entertainment, your DJ, your band, and uh, definitely your planner. (laughs) I should have said that first. I'm really bad. I should have said, find a planner. That's the first step. (laughs) Whoops. Um, But I'm also cognizant that that's not always the right fit for everyone. So if it is a good fit, it's highly recommended to have your planner involved from the very beginning before you even find a date in a venue um, or just after Mm -hmm. maybe you find a venue and a date and then you realize well we really need some help managing this so um, yeah I I love that I love talking about wedding planning so you'll have to uh, tell me if I'm talking too much but I (laughs) I really um, I just love it and I think that it's it's supposed to be a time for couples to enjoy the process and so I, I, I just always say, don't try Mm -hmm. to, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint, like, you know, really think out how you're going to do this because you want to enjoy it. You're only going to be engaged once in your whole life, you know? So yeah. So the planning phase, that's kind of all that entails, you know, setting, setting up the framework is what I say, you know, budget and finding your venue. Um, Mm -hmm. something I can note too is like catering and venue is typically the largest part of your budget and then if you have a wedding planner and a band so yeah um, and and even photo you know and video can be those are your largest vendors um besides design related so I would say the venue and catering I find is always about 40 to 60 percent of my clients budgets so um, and it just depends on the area. Mm-hmm. So that's why mm-hmm. that research at the beginning is really helpful. <laughs> like if mm-hmm. you're diving in. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the next phase, after you kind of get all that groundwork laid, I move right into design. And of course, they kind of intertwine a little bit. But um, with design, you know, having a, a mood board or a Pinterest board or anything that helps you kind of narrow down the feel of the event. Mm-hmm. And again, not getting so... Um, Mm -hmm. attached to one specific, you know, photo look, like talk about pull different inspiration. It it could even not be wedding industry related. I, I'm always looking at different things on Pinterest that my clients may resonate with. Like maybe there's a bathroom or something they saw or a tile or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a piece of furniture, which could be similar to a lounge area that we do. So I think pulling inspiration is really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, for for couples who aren't working with a planner, I would say definitely leaning into their floral designer and their venue to uh, coordinate the Mm -hmm. rentals and the flowers and the look of the room. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, invitations and and your day of decor. So design is definitely a long process. And I spend over six months on it with my clients. So it's it's definitely something to have fun with. You know, you don't nothing has to be set in stone. I think I think first and foremost, reserve the people that you want to work with, but know that you can continue to tweak the estimates and stuff like that closer to the date. So, um, but confirm Mm -hmm. how close to the date so that, you know, so everyone's on the same page. Right. Um, but yes. And then once you kind of figure out all of that, that goes into design, you can move into coordinating. And, And I usually say about three months out from the wedding, it's important to start coordinating the logistics, um, on your end, which would look like, out your music selections and figuring Mm -hmm. out how 
people are going to walk in and out of the ceremony and you know what do you want your ceremony programs to say I mean Mm -hmm. there's just so many little details and if you kind of figure that stuff out a few months out you can spend the two month out time frame talking to your vendors sending them what your thoughts are um, and then really pulling Mm -hmm. together that master timeline and so my goal is always with the last month of planning that you're really just tying up loose ends you're collecting RSVPs Mm -hmm. and uh, you can essentially sit back and and enjoy a little bit of course you're busy but it hopefully wouldn't feel quite as overwhelming because you did so much work the the few months prior so yeah and then the day of the wedding I think you know executing and making sure all your vendors and family and if you have a planner everyone's on the same page and um just sit back and enjoy that's that's the biggest Mm -hmm. goal (laughs) it goes so fast you know it it goes in a blink of an eye and it's a big investment and you're there to to really soak it all in. So I, I think that whether you have a day of coordinator or you have a family member um, that's helping or the venue is helping, I I think distinguishing what those roles are Mm -hmm. and like who's doing what beforehand will allow you as a couple to, to really relax, you know? So yeah, lots of coordinating. And so that way you get to the wedding weekend and just enjoy. That's so important. (laughs) Yeah, I I so believe that it's so important to for a bride to actually enjoy and experience her wedding day, and that's why I think it's important if uh, there's a bigger group or uh, you know or a destination wedding, uh, uh, somebody that knows what they're doing, like a wedding planner or a day of coordinator at least, yeah. is a very good idea because family members yeah, don't know what they're also, doing usually, like... <laughs> and also. Exactly, exactly. Enjoy. And I was also going to say that I want people to know or couples to know that hiring a day of coordinator or a wedding planner doesn't take away from you managing what you want. Um, We're just here to to be an added insurance yeah. and be added partner and, and an added out, yeah. trustworthy, mm-hmm. you know, friend, honestly, to make sure that everything you do want goes yeah. goes the way that you're envisioning it. And, and, and on the other side, yes, there's hard conversations that a planner and coordinator have to have because, and, and that's all mm-hmm. just because we want the, the experience mm-hmm. to be um, seamless. Yeah. So I think that the, exactly. it, I hear a lot sometimes yeah. when people are looking into hiring a planner that they're just worried that they won't have control. And that's just definitely not the case. That's, you know, and, and it's a mm-hmm. good question to ask as you're interviewing or, you know, in speaking with planners and, and any vendor, yeah, like you want to exactly, know what the yeah. process is. Mm-hmm. Before, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you don't have to go with somebody that you don't, you know, get along with from the get go, yeah. which is so important in any uh, in any collaboration. Yes. You know, yeah, like, exactly. Treat it's it treated like a like marriage. A marriage. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah, no, I think it's so important. And, you know, I find like by kind of slowing down and thinking about all these phases really uh, intentionally, you'll find that like you and your families and couples and their families mm-hmm. can have a lot more fun with the year. They don't feel as pressured to pick everything out right at once. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we can go to the showroom. We can touch and feel and have fun with these um, different mm-hmm. options. And, you know, I think that looks different for every client. Some people don't want to have to do that. And if that's the type of client um, or couple that you are, there's nothing wrong with that, but I would highly encourage finding a venue that's more hands-on that 
offers less options to you or you know what I mean so mm-hmm. and then there's some couples that they want a hundred mm-hmm. options <laughs> yeah. so I think kind of determining what kind of couple you are with yeah. planning is important too and then asking the vendors and the venue that you're working that you are looking into you know what their process is like so that way you're all mm-hmm. it feels like a good fit you know so absolutely. I'm very big on it being good fit yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah 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 that's so important help. yeah and also for it's a lot yeah <laughs> and also yeah a lot exactly as you said and as you said a planner i think it's their job to have all this information yeah. because they have had many weddings before and usually the bride has done, yeah. n- never done a wedding or maybe one before but still it's gonna be a different wedding and uh you know a planner that has had experience in all of these fields and knows what can maybe go wrong what to expect for i don't know maybe uh, for instance in greece we have a lot of problems with wind like so planners and uh, venue owners and venue managers they know exactly oh you know what this month is very windy so we don't I don't it know. It is so uh, windy here you have in, in New England as well. Actually, every this, everywhere's windy. Yeah. I don't. Everyone should remember that. Um, and and don't <laughs> do place cards that don't have any weights on them. If you're if you're outside, it, there's always wind. I mean, yeah. very rarely. Maybe mm-hmm. some of my West Coast weddings, mm-hmm. depending on where we are, there's a little less wind. But other than that, there's always wind <laughs> outside. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think exactly. Like yeah. these people know what to expect and. Um, there is a lot on the internet exactly. that you see for inspiration that isn't necessarily logistically doable. Mm-hmm. And that's why working with a, real, a professional yeah. team mm-hmm, is going to be able mm-hmm. for them to, to see why you like that, but revision it and suggest, mm-hmm. you know, um, ideas of how we can do that mm-hmm. without it, with also it working with the day. Exactly, because yeah. I've had to pick mm-hmm. up hundreds of place cards when they're blowing off mm-hmm. the, <laughs> the table. We've learned it the hard way, you know? lean on us <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> exactly and that's why you know you hired a professional yeah. because they know what they're doing oh, <laughs> so um so that's a good lesson yeah so what would you say that inspires you Ooh, in your business and in your daily um, life you know i am inspired a lot <laughs> by, my, by our community by the fellow professionals that are doing great things i mm-hmm. i I'm a human. So of Mm -hmm. course, competition, it's hard not to creep in and feel like, oh, why am I not doing this wedding? But really, at the end of the day, all it does is inspire me. And I'm so grateful that the wedding industry has blossomed into what it is now. And um, I mean, things like Elwed, Mm -hmm. I'm so inspired by, you know, your work. And yeah, so I would say like community, and then also my clients and, and the couples I get to chat with, I think that every the start of every relationship with with a new couple for me is really inspiring because mm-hmm. um, I love connecting with people. I, I, I we talked a lot about like hosting our podcasts. I have a podcast mm-hmm. for on the other side for wedding professionals, and um, mm-hmm. for me, like mm-hmm. human connection is very important. And so yeah, when I'm talking to new clients, I get excited. That's mm-hmm. what makes me happy is I get to know new clients, and um, we get to dream something up together. And and I also get to help be that guiding light a little bit I like to (laughs) I like to be that person for sure and I know that about myself um but outside of that I I also I love interior design um I'm not 
necessarily great at it. I, I will lean into hiring my own professionals for that, but I really like home decor things and traveling and cultures really big for me with inspiration. Oh, I, yeah. I, I would travel to a new destination every month if I could. <laughs> and it, it's a huge inspiration for me. So yeah, I love that question. Oh. That's amazing. Yeah, I actually never. <laughs> lots of inspirations um, all around. My brain us, never yeah. stops. Like it's always going, going, going. I'm always pinning things. I'm always saving so, photos. Yeah. Like, yeah, I may see something online, and oh, yeah. I'm like that would be great for my September client. So I'm saving photos, and my husband's like, just go to bed, just, yeah. just turn it off. And I'm like, okay. Um, and same with the podcast. <laughs> I'm always like learning new people in the industry that are really inspiring. Yeah, and I'm like, I gotta get yeah, them on the podcast amazing. or you know, it's just, it's just, my wheels will never stop turning. And I think that's when you know that you are in the right field for you, because I never feel like I run out of things, you know, like, in, in yeah. fact, it's quite the opposite. I feel I should stop. I should slow yeah, down Yeah, I think your podcast is so inspiring. I've listened to some of the episodes and I wish I, I would have <laughs> had it when I was a wedding planner, because I learned so much yeah. and, you know, and so Thank much inspiration. Oh, well, and, and that's what I was thinking too. Really I, yeah. I wanted there was nothing like that when I started my business. Yeah. There's nothing out there. And even what you're doing, there's nothing uh, like I know. There's yeah. so many ways for us to connect these days. Mm. And um, it's a lot of yeah. work. And, and and it's it's really special, though, what you're doing for brides and couples, because, um, you know, for like, it's just there's this wasn't out there always. And now it's at the touch of our fingertips. So, yeah. And that's one of yeah. the also good reasons of COVID. We have more time to create more of new amazing things like this podcast that the Elbe Talks happened during the COVID. So yeah, there's always some some good good yeah, uh, how say, good agree. side of it's the, been, the um, I've been able to record a lot more in quarantine. Um, we've been pretty busy though with uh, with <laughs> quarantine and COVID nineteen. Uh, obviously, uh, so my heart goes out to all the couples affected this year and next year and um both personally but also with their yeah. weddings uh so we've we've been very busy with that and um a, again the podcast has been a nice outlet for me to be yeah. able to to separate from the the hard you know mm -hmm. real things that we're going through but um we've been yeah. seeing a lot more couples uh are are starting to plan again i think that we are definitely um, seeing there will be a light mm -hmm. at the end of this tunnel, you know, maybe it's not tomorrow, but it's coming. And, and the nice thing about weddings yeah. in particular is that we, we, we have to plan, you know, a year plus out. <laughs> so I feel like that's been nice to see. I've, um, I've welcomed yeah. uh, four <laughs> new clients in the last couple months, and it's been so nice to get back into what I love doing and, um, getting to know them and then reconnecting with my current clients. Yeah. And they are like such troopers, the ones that postpone and they're still navigating this we still don't know what it's going to look mm -hmm. like but we've gotten so much closer through all of it and I'm really yeah. grateful to them they're so patient as we all continue to figure this out and um just like they're just good people you know and so I'm really grateful to have them in my life and we will never forget this experience mm -hmm. that's what I'll say <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but other than the podcast, yeah. I also do. Yeah, I do some speaking and education. Was and that's changed a little bit too, because of the pandemic. But I'm really looking forward to getting back to conferences mm -hmm. and getting back mm -hmm. to um, like live education things. Because I like I said, I love human connection. I'm networking. Mm -hmm. I, I am not a shy person. I'm definitely um, extrovert. Mm -hmm. I like networking. I can go into a room and I can talk to everyone there. And I love it. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
I know. Well, the introverts are hating me right now. That's but, amazing. <laughs> you know, know your strengths, you know, and, and I uh, do know that that's a strength of mine. So I can relate. I, yeah, I'm the president yeah. of ILEA Boston here, and um, we've had a hard year, but I'm so proud of the chapter and all of our members because we've we've stayed connected. The community is really important. It always was, but it really is this year and, and beyond. So it's been so fun to be yes. a part of that. And definitely there's some silver linings, you know? Absolutely. That's what I always say, like community is so important, especially now in these uh, difficult times, you can lean on your fellow members and see how they are handling things, exactly. you know, and like share the knowledge and share the experience. And maybe, you know, maybe they can advise you in some things that you can't. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons why I started Elwood, because, um, you know, to just pull in together all of these different uh, vendors from all over the world mm -hmm. that uh, come to Greece, you know, like for destination weddings, um, they might be living in Greece or might be living abroad yeah. and they just love uh, doing weddings in Greece. So, yeah, I so believe in this community and uh, we like to, oh, I, I like to think that we have a strong yeah, community here I love, too, I love or we're podcast. growing I'm it slowly, so slowly. That we've connected too, because I... Um, I was telling Tanya Thank I was supposed so to come much. to Greece this September and it's definitely been um, on some of my destination clients bucket yeah. list to consider and I cannot wait for all that's to come that's mm -hmm. that's a big part of what I'm looking forward to as well is just getting to to travel and to work you know help my clients with destination events uh, we we kind yeah. of go all over so next year we'll be uh, in Canada, West Coast for the mm -hmm. States, and then um, in, in Europe, eventually we're, we're getting over to Europe too. I'm so excited. So I would, I would move there in a heartbeat and be your neighbor. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. So where uh, yes. can people get in touch with you? Where can I'm, they find uh, you? For brides and, and grooms and couples that are uh, looking for any inspiration or just want to connect with us. Um, I'm at urban underscore soiree on Instagram and then urban soiree on Facebook and my website's mm -hmm. urban soiree boston.com it's kind of long so that's why i was like let me spell it slowly um and then yeah. for <laughs> wedding professionals that might be tuning in you never know um i'm on the confetti hour so that's um on apple Podcasts mm -hmm. or spotify or google podcasts anywhere you listen to your podcast you can find the podcast um and then we're also on instagram at the confetti hour yeah. so yeah i would love to to connect with anyone listening i i hope some of the that's tips amazing. were a little bit helpful i as you can tell really could talk about weddings my whole day <laughs> and for the last question give us the last uh, tip for a destination bride what is that one thing that they should uh, think about I think uh, when planning a destination wedding I think it's important mm -hmm. to um, really do your research on the areas and make sure that you're going to be able to um, provide like a experience <laughs> for the whole weekend or week, however you're scoping it, because with destination weddings, mm -hmm. you're asking your family and friends to mm -hmm. travel and you want to be able to provide them with a lot of really great ideas mm -hmm. and, and reasons why you picked that destination, you know? So I, I love destination weddings for that exact mm -hmm. reason, because you get so much extra time with your families and friends. Um, and so I think, you know, focusing some of your budget on that, you know, maybe it's a, maybe on Thursdays, some of, it's a smaller group of people that are coming in and, and you guys take a ferry over to one of the islands or, yeah. you know, 
kind of arranging some of these excursions, even if you can't necessarily mm -hmm. be on them as a bride um, or a groom, maybe you can at least set it up for them to easily be able to do it. And mm -hmm. people will really, yeah, because it's hard to coordinate. Um, That's a great, advice. you know, for people mm -hmm. like you're adding another element of travel. So I think giving it to them and, and kind of vetting that mm -hmm. for them is really nice. It's, it's a great experience for your guests. So, and have fun with it, you know? Fun. that's the most important <laughs> that's what, yeah that's what it's supposed to be about so yeah 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 leave the stress at home trust leave the stress at home the <laughs> especially with your destination weddings you know you'll feel it you'll feel it everyone <laughs> says well how do we know you know and of course like read the reviews online but I think you feel it yeah trust someone when you have a conversation yeah, with them. Research. yeah mm -hmm. Thank you so much for me coming, too. Renee. This was amazing. And I could talk to you forever. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was such over our time. I, I can't wait to stay connected and come to Greece soon. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by Submit My Wedding. Submit My Wedding is the first resource for engaged couples and newlyweds that walks them through the real wedding submission process. Submit My Wedding is the creation of wedding publicists, OFD Consulting, who have submitted hundreds of real weddings to blogs and publications in the last decade. As a bonus, customers who purchase the Real Wedding Submission Bundle will be invited to ongoing office hours with the OFD publicity team. Thanks for listening to LWED Talks. I hope you found this show helpful and inspirational. You can subscribe and listen to LWED Talks on some of your favorite platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor and many more. Head over to lwed.com podcast to find out more. If you found this episode helpful, feel free to leave a review or a 5-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your chosen platform. If you are planning your wedding in Greece, make sure to download our Elwed magazine filled with resources and inspirational advice at elwed.com magazine. Or follow us on our socials for instant inspiration at elwedmag. On the other hand, if you just want to share your thoughts about this episode, ask a question or want to be on our next show, you can leave us a voice message on Anchor or head over to elwe.com slash podcast to get in touch. This podcast was brought to you by Elwe.